You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, January 29th. My name, of course, as always, and maybe forever, probably not forever, is your host with sometimes the most Javier Reyes of this year Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to hit me up on there, uh, and I'd love to respond to you, whatever you want to do. It could be about anything, too. Hit me up about, you know, chocolate. Hit me up about what I think is my favorite, I don't know, sports moment in general. I don't know. Just hit me up. I love to get I love to talk with all you Fire Faithful homies out there. I love doing that. Uh for today's episode, guys, of course, we are continuing. You knew it was coming. We are continuing the top twenty moments of the twenty twenty Padres. We are now entering into the next tier. Last uh last episode, yesterday's episode, the twenty eighth, we did entries numbers uh fifteen through eleven. I'm not gonna reiterate those again though. You can check out that episode. But now we are entering into the next tier, which is the main Machado tier, everybody, which makes a whole lot of sense. I want you to take a wild guess as to what I'm going to name the tier for the final five. Just take a wild guess. Just, just please. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into it, guys. Number 10 on my top 20 list is the trade for Mike Clevenger. There's a lot of layers into why I rank this at number 10, why it's on the list at all. But let's start with just breaking down and recapping what exactly the trade was, guys. The trade was Mike Clevenger, outfielder Greg Allen, and a player to be named later in exchange for, from the Padres, uh, outfielder first baseman Josh Naylor, catcher Austin Hedges, right-hander Cal Contrell, minor league shortstop Gabriel Areas, minor league left-hands Joey Cantillo, and minor league infielder Owen Miller. So the trade on the surface, you guys can actually go check out my podcast that I did with uh, Jeff Ellis of Locked On Indians to break down the trade even more, which I thought was really fun. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Let's also keep in mind that when this trade happened, the reason why it's still one of the top moments is that it was so exciting because AJ Peller had already been making moves like the 48 hours beforehand. You know, he makes the signing of, uh, or the trade, I should say, the trade for Trevor Rosenthal, Austin Nola, Mitch Moreland, and then the real dinger, the real zinger at the deadline was Mike Clevenger, which was just crazy to hear and it was a great moment. In retrospect, is it true that it's kind of like, ah, it didn't really turn out all that great for us? That is true, but it was still exciting and still great to see that Mr. Preller, he's still got it. This man will make moves at any time when you sometimes least expect it honestly it'll come out and go for anybody and it was kind of again you know I've been saying this a lot on the top 20 list so far but this wasn't yet again another moment that was really fortuitous for what we would see for the rest of the year from the Padres and what would end up happening with the Blake Snell and you Darvish you know kind of bonanza that ended up happening and the other reason why uh, it was so much fun was because, you know, Austin Hedges. We finally lost Austin Hedges. Look, I don't want to, like, trash the guy. I'm just saying it was fun that that discourse, the whole famous Francisco Mejia versus Austin Hedges discourse, it finally, it's gone. It's done now. We, we don't, we, the, guess what? The, res, the resolution to that discourse was neither of them. Neither of them, neither of them ends up staying on the team. Of course, Mejia ends up staying on the team for a little bit longer until the, the Snell and Darvish trades. But in general, just, uh, 
finally seeing that go away, I think was really fun, you know, and it was, it was a really great moment. I only rank it number 10 because Clevenger didn't retrospectively do too much for the team in the time he was playing. He was solid in the, in his last few starts for the Padres, but in terms of the playoffs, obviously he gets hurt and then he has the bone chips thing. He only goes for one inning against the Dodgers. So that part almost makes it slide a little bit lower on the list. If he actually had some good games for the Padres, if he actually had never had to have gotten Tommy Don surgery, then this might be at like the number three or number two or number one spot, honestly. Uh, but for now, I'm ranking it at number 10. Would love to hear if you guys have any disagreements. Now let's move on to the next entrant in this Manny Machado tier. Number nine of my top 20 moments is Jerkson Profar's walk-off hit against the Rockies on Labor Day. Profar lines it into right field. That's going to get in and roll towards the corner. Mateo headed for third. Mateo be waved around by Hoffman. The throw to the plate will be late, and the Padres will walk it off in San Diego tonight. That's right. I got the little goon on the list. Uh, congratulations to him, of course. I talked about it on uh Wednesday's episode about his uh, three-year, $21 million contract. Really excited for him. Uh, this is his best moment of the season. You know, he had been quietly already been pretty productive, getting some nice singles, not striking out a whole lot, which was good. He's at least putting the ball in play, just hitting really well, being a solid end-of-the-rotation, or I should say end-of-the-batting-order uh, guy. And this was kind of his best moment of the season. It was so much fun uh, seeing him drive that in. And it was on Labor Day, which I think adds to it, because I was seeing the game with some friends of mine, and we were having... You know, we're having fun, we're indulging a little bit, you know, and it was just fun because it was a late game, uh, no scoring really all game, and then for him to come in and walk it off and meet it be around some people, uh, it really has good memories for me. Is that a little bit insider jokey, insider baseball-y, I guess in this case? Yes, a little bit, because I don't necessarily know if everybody else was with any other friends or family at the time, but I was, just a couple of my friends, literally just two or three, uh, hanging out and watching this amazing moment with the Padres, and it's funny because... Uh, for the few Padres games I did watch with other people, uh, great moments happened. Even the games I watched with my mom, you know, when it was just me and my mom in the house and I was watching the playoff games, I, I, I have good luck watching Padres games with other people, believe it or not. So I actually, maybe I'm going to do that for next season. I should start like throwing that in for really big games that the Padres need to win. I need to keep that in mind. But yeah, Jerickson Profar, it was just a really fun, exciting moment. And Jorge Mateo's slide and his jumping, getting up, and he's ah, like the cheer that he does and the, the bright smile on his face. You can tell that guy, the team was just having so much fun. They had so much momentum at that point. And they knew that they really were having a special season. Number eight on the list, guys, is a little bit of a maybe surprising one. Maybe a little bit too high on the rankings. You got to let me know. But it is Tatis stealing third base against the same pitcher, Ian Jabot, the day after the 3-0 fiasco. And Jabot was the guy who threw at Manny Machado and all that, right? So... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a little bit high, yes, but I feel like this moment really encapsulates everything about Fernando Tatis Jr.'s personality, and that's why I really love it so much. Because while in a, in a vacuum, again, in a bottle, in a vacuum, it's not all that interesting. Okay, he stole third base. The guy has, has the ability to steal bases for sure. He's fast. He's super athletic and all that, right? But it's the fact that he shows no fear. And it's against the same guy. I mean, what a more baller move could you possibly make than that? And Tatis, of course, has a great season. Does he end up falling off a little bit in terms of his production, especially after this point? Yeah, a little bit. He's the super god-level tiers that he had been um, kind of achieving at that point. He does slow down a little bit. He probably cost himself the MVP. But even still, it was still such a great moment. This combined with Myers' home run, which you talked about in the last episode, you know, when it comes to the Padres' response to all this, really just is just the cherry on top. Everything about this was great, and... 
it's hard for me to talk about Tatis these days on the podcast, believe it or not, because I'm just like, like I don't have any other words. I don't have the vernacular, the vocabulary to be able to describe anymore what it's like watching this guy. It's just it's just phenomenal and it's saving baseball. Like it really, really is. And I think that this moment is just the swagger, man. It's off the charts and it is not the last uh, time we'll be talking about Tatis on this list guys. But in terms of other baller moves, like I said, I don't think you can name another baller move that what Tatis did there. There is something you can do. That's more baller. That has nothing to do with baseball. It is get some built bars, baby. Guys, built bars are super awesome. They're the best protein bars around. They are something easy to chew. uh, And they're also covered. 100% chocolate, but my favorite thing about them is the variety of flavors that they come in. They've got 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. All those are really good. Even the ones, say you're not a raspberry guy, trust me, I'm not a mint brownie guy. I'm not a toffee almond guy. I love both of those flavors. I really did. I'm not just saying that. Do I sound like a man who lies? No, I do not, guys. And they have six amazing new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp for the record apple almond crisp is my favorite of all the 18 flavors it is so so good i would love for you guys to reach out and tell me what your favorite built bar flavor is they're so good cherry barcia which probably comes in second place and then maybe banana bread and then i'd say honestly the coconut the coconut almond one might be like fourth place. That Those might be my favorites. And then maybe raspberry might be five, I think. Anyway, anyway, guys, they're also super healthy for you. After all, they are protein bars. They're great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So what are you waiting for, guys? What are you waiting for? Don't these sound fantastic? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. But we're not done there, everybody. Vroom, 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 vroom. I have to talk to you about cars now. Complete the opposite, the complete antithesis of protein bars, but all the same in terms of importance, guys. RockAuto.com, guys. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and tail lamps and brake parts and even new carpet. That's right, even new carpet. Whether it's for your class or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer but best of all best of all best of all the stuff about rockauto.com guys their prices always remarkably low that's right always remarkably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts does that make any sense nope it doesn't you guys are smart i know you guys are smart people you listen to this podcast it does not make sense so go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com And now let's moonwalk out of those uh, little messages there and continue the list. We already talked about numbers 10, 9, and 8. Now we are number 7 of the top 20 moments of the 2020 Padres, guys, in this Manny Machado tier that I call it. Number 7 on the list is a very important one that's super obvious, but I got to say it anyway. 
the Padres clinching the playoff berth for the first time since 2006 in their game win over the Mariners. Swing and a miss. He struck him out for the first time in 14 years. The San Diego Padres have clinched their spot in the postseason. Is this the best Padres team ever? We will find out in October. Look, this one you could argue could be number one. You really could because the Padres had not been in the playoffs, like I just said, since 2006. They This is their best team, arguably, since like 98, 96, around that range, right? So just seeing them clinch was great. The only reason I have it at number seven is just because at this point in the season, it had already been basically confirmed that the Padres are one of the best teams in the league, and especially in a shortened season, it's... We didn't officially have the lock, but it felt like we had the lock. So in the moment, it wasn't quite as number one E for me. It wasn't like I was like, yeah, like this happened and this is great. It wasn't like a playoff win or anything like that. It was just them clinching. And we kind of knew that they had the potential to do that. And it just, you know, happened to come true. But still, you know, I've talked on this podcast how I have not been following the Padres through all the dark days. I was not there for the 2010 seasons or 11 or 12 or 13 or 14. I only started really paying attention to them more in 2015 when AJ Preller started coming on and changing things and I was looking for a way out from the Yankees but that's really how I came along so I can imagine what this moment felt like for a lot of the Padres fans out there who had been following this team for I don't know since 96 since before that since the 84 team with Goose Gossage and all them guys right ever since then it's just been this a lot of misery amongst the Padres fans and for this team to finally come through all the worthwhile all the prospecting all the benches and I mean not the benches the stashing of prospects and the trades and the maneuvering and the waiting finally paid off and this game seeing them clinch it really was really special and I can imagine it was even more special the longer you had been following this team but that's number seven guys number six a little bit of a, a quirky one just a little bit it is a specific at bat right it is the it is why I named this the Manny Machado tier it might be a little bit high but I do not care guys number six on my top 20 moments of the 2020 Padres is Manny Machado's swagger filled at bat in game two of the divisional uh, series against the St. Louis Cardinals upstairs Machado shaking his head at Gallegos that energy the swagger is back now with these Padres and those clean looking White and brown pinstripes. And that one's launched to left field. They go back to back. Padres have tied it with Tatis and Machado. If you guys remember, this is the at-bat right after uh, Fernando Tatis hits his home run and he's getting hyped up and the team had been falling asleep. We're like, oh my God, for this season to end like this against the Cardinals. the Car- No offense to the Cardinals, but this team that you know, isn't that good. They really aren't on paper. They should not be competing against the Padres, but since it's a three-game series, they are, and here we are, and Manny Machado comes up right after Tatis, and the reason why it's a swagger filled at bat is not just because of his reaction afterwards and the way he throws the bat to the side and how exciting it is because it ties the game, but in the course of the bat, you see Manny, he's laughing, like practicing, he's like doing the head nod to pitches and whatnot, like pitches that are up and inside, or maybe not up inside, but up and away. He's like, that ain't going cut it you know he's like I ain't gonna cut it it's something you have to see to believe I think uh people forget this at bat just a tiny bit but it was so fun Manny was feeling himself you know Manny Machado was absolutely feeling himself at this at bat and I loved it that's why I love the swagger I love that he was cocky in a way that felt deserved in a way that felt like really trying to hype up the team and get back to the regular team that they are and he it shows that he plays off of Tatis too without the Tatis hit beforehand who knows if he hits this home run I feel like that he gets focused and 
all that stuff, right? I did criticize him once when they were playing the Dodgers and how he was yelling back at the pitcher after Cody Bellinger made the incredible catch and he's yelling, barking back at him and they're all celebrating. It's like, don't be hypocritical now, Manny. If you're going to do a one at bat because you hit one home run and you're going to be jawing and doing all this stuff, then you got to let it happen when the other team makes a good play. So I didn't like that. But at the time, man, this was such an incredible moment. I was literally, you could ask my mom, you can like interview her. I might even have her on the podcast because we were both watching this game and I'm jumping up and down all over the house. I was like, let's go. The Padres, it really, this is one of the first moments that I've talked about on the list of just unstoppable levels of hype where I was really just so grateful that I was covering this team and how grateful I am for this season. And in a year 2020 that was so awful, uh, having moments like that are what make you feel at least just slightly a little bit better. Uh, Should you be counting all of your happiness based on a sports team? Absolutely not. But that's what we do as sports fans. You know what I mean? We're kind of crazy like that. Uh, So yes, number six on the top 20 list, Manny Machado swagger filled at bat and tying the game in game two. Let's recap today's Manny Machado tier, numbers 10 through 6. Number 10, trading for Mike Clevenger back in August after, you know, AJ Pell had already made a bunch of moves. Uh, Number 9, Jerickson Profar's walk-off on Labor Day against the Rockies. Number 8, Fernando Tatis Jr. stealing third against the same pitcher that had started this hole and gotten upset because he did the 3-0 thing. Same guy comes in. First thing Tatis does is steal uh, third base. Uh, Number 7, clinching the playoff berth for the first time since 2006, the official game uh, victory against the Mariners. And then, of course, like we just talked about, Manny Machado swagger filled at bat in Game 2 of the playoffs against the Cardinals. And that's it, guys, for the Manny Machado tier. Before we wrap things up, guys, we're covering everything you need to know about the Potters and their top moments and swagger and tenacity and amazingness and A.J. Preller, who I am begging to murder me every day on the podcast practically at this point. But what about the rest of sports? What about football? What about basketball? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered, guys, with the all-new, brand-new podcast, Locked On Today. It's hosted by the legendary, the iconic one, Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. That's right. Nice and short. You wake up. You have your sip of coffee. Maybe you're commuting or whatever. You got it. Boom, boom, bam. You're set to go, you know? Uh Subscribe to the Lockdown Today podcast, guys, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really great new show from the network. And guess what? Your boy, your boy Javi Reyes, he might be making some appearances on there. They've got all local guests uh, tuning in every now and then. So definitely uh, give that one a subscribe. I know I did. And I'm always right, as you guys know. (laughs) But uh, anyway, guys, in terms of what you can expect for the uh, future of this podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday, hopefully I'm going to be Tuesday, though I think I'll be on time. uh, We are doing the next part, the final part of this topic top 20 moments uh not gonna name the tier i don't know why yeah i'm just it's the fernando tatis jr tier guys numbers five through number one the final five guys you know the ultimate hype what's gonna be number one what's gonna be my number one moment of the 2020 padres i wonder if you guys are gonna get it right and i can't wait to talk about it because there's there's so much to talk about with these final five plays so stay tuned for that then wednesday i'm gonna have my chat with stacy gotsoulias of locked on yankees and we're probably gonna be having another chat soon honestly if uh certain things in baseball discourse go a certain way if certain free agents are signed where we think they're gonna go uh i'm probably gonna have her on the podcast again too we're gonna do another crossover so stacy's awesome go check out her podcast locked on yankees seriously really good podcast stacy's awesome and then I've got my chat with Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks about the NL West and kind of how much the division has become super top-heavy heavy at this point. Just burp there. 
<laughs> how the NL West has become super top heavy in a lot of ways and what it looks like now. What does it feel like coming in the Padres? Super long, super fun chat. I miss Miller. He's great having him on the podcast. And then a bunch of other stuff down in the pipeline that I'm not ready to talk about yet because I like teasing you guys. Teasing's fun. But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, whatever you do, just go and type it in and you'll find it and subscribe to that thing. And while you're at it, if you are on the Apple Podcast app, send me some five-star reviews. I'd greatly appreciate that very, very much. Be sure to follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.